So the name of the show is What Had Happened Was, and yeah. I like ask people to say what had happened was, okay, and to sort of say what had happened. Oh Lord, uh, sure, let's go. Well, what had happened was we played some best trivia ever at Blind Bob's, and then we nerded out on some tabletop gaming, right? Whatever, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then we did some word puzzling and saved a couple babies. There you go, boom. Yeah, yeah. and that's what had happened was with my life. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for finding the What Had Happened Was podcast. I'm your friendly neighborhood geek, Amelia Robinson, and the voice you heard was our leader, Dayton Geek King, Joshua Lumpkin. <laughs> the keys. His comment about saving babies was no joke. The Sinclair Community College grad is a baby nurse at Miami Valley Hospital, which may surprise a lot of people. We talked about the roads that led him to nursing, Dayton, and supreme geekdom. It's a twisty, turny road through a dungeon and dragon infested forest inhabited by fairies and punk rock wizards. Joshua even springs one of his trivia puzzles on us during this podcast. Bet you can't beat me. And he reveals the secret of a hidden geek paradise right in Inglewood, Ohio. Oh, and there's a lot of talk about Geek Gala, which has raised nearly $6,000 for Dayton Children's Hospital. The What Had Happened Was podcast is a product of Dayton.com, sponsored by Cox Digital Marketing. Let this trusted name in advertising come up with a spell for your digital needs. See what I did there? I went back to the whole wizard thing. If you like what you hear, subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast service, be it Google Play, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or something else entirely. Rate us and tell all your friends about the What Had Happened Once podcast. Now on to my talk with Dayton.com geek culture correspondent Joshua Lumpkin recorded in the WHIL radio studios. How cool it is to have access to this. Yeah, it's know. nice. Yeah, that's awesome. Like yeah. When we did a podcast, the Geek Dayton podcast, we were in this like smelly cat pee basement <laughs> with like a mic that had been like smashed a hundred times and spit, spit upon. on. Yeah. Like, <laughs> right, mm. right over by cars. Had, like this little smell. So you are the king of Dayton geeks. So they say. Have you been crowned? <laughs> I should be. How'd you get involved in all this geek culture stuff? Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of funny. It just sort of happened. Well, I've been a writer my whole life, of course. In my 20s, I was in punk bands. Basically, in my whole 20s, trying to be a rock star. Um, we would go on tour and make records and things like that. What kind of music did you play? Punk rock, you know. Oh, so you said you said punk. I just said it. You yeah, said no. it, yeah. <laughs> that comes with listening and talking at the same time. Oh, it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. But no, you know, we played like fast and melodic, not very accessible to the mainstream public. You probably would find it to be unpleasant to listen to. You know, it's kind of abrasive and fast. So it was like, I hate your mother. Cats so, are yeah. evil. Kind of like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was very pro-cat. But oh, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, you gotta be pro-cat. I liked doing that, but I find that I just, I don't really work as well with others as I do as a single person. I, I would butt heads a lot with my bandmates over the creative direction of the band. I decided that being a writer, focusing on that would be more useful and probably reach more people and also not have to really compromise my own ideas by having someone else involved in it. You know what I mean? Exactly. Be your own person. Be your own leader. Yeah. 
So you started doing the writing. What kind of work did you do when you first started? We started a blog called Geek Dayton, right? Mm -hmm. And so that started in 2016. And what I found was because, you know, I was writing at the time a lot, doing some freelancing for Dayton City Paper mostly, but also Cox Media, you know, and Dayton.com and stuff. What I found was there was way more going on in Dayton as far as like geek culture things, gaming events and, um, you know, other things going on uh, that deserved coverage, you know, and there wasn't always a space for that. That stuff. So I decided I'd start a blog called Geek Dayton. And I was partnering with a friend of mine who was a really talented photographer. At first, it was just the two of us. And I was trying to come up with content every day, five days a week. That was challenging. So I invited some other writers to get involved. And that's kind of led to the downfall of Geek Dayton was because again, like I found like, oh, I'm not really working well with these people. And so I jumped ship from Geek Dayton and then it shortly thereafter went defunct, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So what is geek culture anyway for people who don't know? Things that in the day would have been sort of like fringe or niche activities. For me, it's mainly tabletop gaming is what I'm really into. You know, you could be a geek for anything, right? Like, but things that are commonly associated with geek culture would be like anime or video or tabletop gaming, comic books, that sort of thing. Things that back in the day people didn't want really any part of, but now are like so ingrained in the pop culture. Or there's people did, but they didn't want to admit publicly that they like. <laughs> like, there's a lot of Trekkies out there, and there's a lot of people who go nuts for, like, Star yeah. Wars and stuff like that, and they don't want to admit how much they love it. Sure. There's, like, people with stuff in their basement you wouldn't believe. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the whole recreated universe or whatever yes. they're looking at. Because back in the day, of course, with the Star Wars toys especially, you could reenact every single scene from every single Star Wars movie, you know, with those toys and stuff. Yeah. So was it something you were into when you were a kid? Yeah, I was really into gaming. You're um, from here, right? I'm not from here. I've lived in Dayton since 2003. I'm originally from Richmond, Virginia. Okay. Um, but I kind of like moved around a lot because my dad was in the Navy and da 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 da. So I moved here as a young adult. What and, brought you here? You know, it's kind of a funny story. I had a pen pal here. So I was a writer working on fanzines, punk rock fanzines, like almost like hand drawn diary short run publications, scrawled handwriting and stuff like that. And so I had a lot of contacts all over the country from doing that those days. Um, back in the day. Back in those days, before I even had a computer, we would make these fanzines. We'd uh, photocopy 100 copies or whatever, and then we would trade them all around the country. So there was a whole network of people doing this. And I had a friend who lived in Dayton. He had come to visit me in Richmond where I was living at the time, and I was like, I was just kind of ready to move and, and go somewhere else. And he was going through a divorce. He said, why don't you, while you're figuring out where you want to go, come to Dayton, help me make my house payment, stay for six months and until you figure out what you want to do with your life and then go somewhere else. And I was like, that sounds great. And he said, but be careful. <laughs> People get stuck in Dayton. You know, <laughs> They say they're going to stay for six months and they leave 20 years later. That was 16 years ago. I got pleasantly stuck here. I had some rough times uh, when I first moved here, kind of got in some bad habits with drugs and stuff like that and hanging out at the bar too much and stuff. But Dayton's been really good to me. You know, I can't really complain. It's the perfect size city. Not too big, not too small. There's things to do every night of the week. The people that I've met here have been the best people that I've met in my entire life. And that's what keeps me here. You found your lady here too, right? Yeah, yeah. So I got married in 2012 to my wife, Jenner, wonderful woman who does a lot around town in her own right. 
So. Yeah, so it's Joshua and Jenner, which do not sound like real names. Yeah, you know, it's <laughs> funny. And it's kind of like one of those things that I just like sort of despise and hate and because uh, <laughs> it is so cheesy, right? Like people are just like, oh, you guys are so cheesy. We actually had those nicknames before we met. So it's kind of funny. Her family always called her Jenner. And I've been going by Joshua since I was 15. So it's just like, your real name is Josh. Yeah, my uh-huh. real name is Joshua. Yeah, so... But people just kind of, it's like kind of like the dumb nickname that would not die, you know? And at this point, I just can't even get rid of it. I'm like almost 40 years old. <laughs> and it's just like, I still, it's like, and every every time I introduce myself to someone, I'm like, you know, what's your name? I'm like, Joshua, huh, Josh. And I'm like, yep. <laughs> you work in like a professional setting. You work in a hospital. So sure. now it's like you're taking care of people's babies. Yeah. Like... <laughs> so at the hospital, I go by Josh because uh, it's just too confusing, right? I started going by Josher, and then right at that time was when social networking kind of got big, right? Like Friendster was the first big one for me. Like people had never called me Josher. They like some people, my close friends called me Josher. Once social networking started, more people were aware that that was my nickname, and I just like couldn't get rid of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's stuck. It's stuck. <laughs> and you also do the trivia thing too. Yeah. Yeah, so I've been hosting trivia for about three years now at Blind Bob's for quite a while. Every Tuesday, we do best trivia ever. <laughs> um, it's a good way to like keep myself sharp. I'm always learning something new. And your puzzles, they're not easy. They're not like, <laughs> I've been to some trivia, so it's like, God, this is so easy. Well, we try to do a range, right? Because yeah. I never want you to leave feeling bad about yourself or like you don't know anything. Because that's what I used to do. We used to just do like progressively harder rounds of trivia where it would just get harder and harder and harder. And then like round four is pretty much impossible. And so you would look around after round four and teams, they've been doing well all night. And then all of a sudden they look all bummed out and stuff. Yeah, they're crying in their soup. (laughs) So you brought a game too, right? Now, how do you want to do this game? I don't know about this game. Sure, yeah. I'm not good at it. (laughs) I've been writing word puzzles for the last year or so, which is fun. I've always really enjoyed word puzzles. I brought a few of the word puzzles that I have made, and I was hoping that you would like to get quizzed on some Yeah, let's do it. And I'm going to get them all wrong because I'm very dumb. (laughs) All right. Well, let's start with like an easy one. Okay. This is the DT puzzle. Okay. So every answer is either two words or one word where like if it's two words, the first letter of the first word will be a D and the second letter will be a T. Okay. And if it's one word, then it'll be like the first syllable is D and the second syllable is T. Okay. So like, for instance, if I said the you're fired guy from TV's The Apprentice. Donald Trump. Sure. Cartoon starring Huey, Dewey, and Louie. DuckTales. Mm-hmm. The system in motor vehicles that powers the wheels. Dynamic converter. No, uh... <laughs> 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 Wait a minute. Uh, I don't know. It's the drivetrain. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Tonka makes a yellow one. Dump truck. Yep. When you can enjoy leisure. Downtime. Yep. Suffering oppression. Downtrodden? Yeah, oh, that's very good. I'm very smart. Sometimes <laughs> I am. Where you go when you act a fool in public after the bar. Drunk tank. <laughs> yes. Let's see. Soldiers wear them. Dog tags. Yep. Comic strip detective who had a smartwatch in the 1940s. Dick Tracy? Yeah. Oh, here's a hard one. South African, Anglican, anti-apartheid, and human rights activist. Oh, I know this. Tutu? Desmond Tutu. Yes. Yes. Funny computer video man on Comedy Central. Funny 
Can you? My own clues crack me up. I'm just like, ah, ha, ha. <laughs> so say it one more time. Funny. Funny computer video man on Comedy Central. Uh, I don't like him, this guy. Yeah, yeah. Daniel Tosh is his Yeah, name. Tosh. I don't like Tosh. Yeah, yeah. I don't epic, like him. Epic fantasy series by Stephen King. Epic fantasy series by Stephen King. Yeah. Has a cowboy. Uh, there was a movie made of it last year. It sucked. So what is that epic fantasy series from Stephen King? Do you know? Do you know? Do you know? Well, we'll be getting back to this trivia in just one second. Don't cheat and look up the answer. I want to bounce in real quick to tell you that select episodes of the What Had Happened Was podcast can be found on the WHIO app for Apple TV, Roku, and the Fire Stick. Never heard of the app? Well, check it out. Not only can you keep up on the latest news from WHIO, but they're an assortment of awesome videos to keep you informed about life here in the Miami Valley. Are you nailing this trivia? Let's just see about that. Cowboy movie theater movie cowboy Dark Tower. Dark Tower. Dark yes. Tower. Yes. Ty Cobb's team. Ty Cobb. That was a baseball player. It was a baseball sportsman. Sportsman from the baseball. Detroit Tigers. Yeah, yeah. This person narked. Did I get that right? Yeah. Woohoo. Yeah. Sports. <laughs> <laughs> this person narked on Nixon. Narked on Nixon. Um Deep Throat? Deep throat. Oh, I would have been kicked out of journalism if I got that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> this is a progressive metal band formed in 1985. Progressive uh, progressive metal band formed in 1985. Yeah, yeah. Progressive metal band. Yeah, like prog rock. Okay. Prog, prog metal. Uh, 1985. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to keep saying it. It's um, super cheesy. Dream Theater. Oh, I don't even know who that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Usually about 6 p.m. or so. 6 p.m.? Um, drive time? Mm, close. Uh, I'll, I'll accept drive time. I was looking for dinner time. Oh, okay. But I guess when you work long hours like it's yourself, Amelia, 6, 6 p.m. is probably about drive time for you. How about uh, a joint used in drawers and cabinets? A joint marijuana. No, <laughs> <laughs> a joint used in drawers and cabinet. Dow trolley? Dow <laughs> It's a dovetail? Dovetails. <laughs> How about the dude from Spy Kids and from Dusk Till Dawn? I don't know that one. Uh, Danny Trejo. See, I don't know who Danny Trejo is. Yeah, if I saw a picture, maybe. You would. You would definitely know him. He's a He's popular a character actor. All right, let's do one more. How about um, original Olympic sport? Uh, original Olympic sport. Yeah, like from the ancient Olympics. Okay, in the ancient times, they had those like things on. They probably, <laughs> yeah. you know, no underpants, but they had togas. They actually toga. they performed the original Olympics completely naked. That's true. I knew that mm -hmm. too. Yep. Which makes that running pretty hard and chafy. <laughs> the marathon. I don't want to talk um, about it. <laughs> I don't know. The discus throw. Oh, the discus yeah. throw. After discus in junior high school. Oh, okay. So yeah. the, you have no excuse. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Wilson Jr. High School. Yeah. I failed you once again. I failed them in that discus throw, and I failed them just again by remembering that. Not, not remembering that. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, I just love putting puzzles together. My friend Dave Obenauer, I don't know if you know Dave, he just recently started up a new music and gaming website called Offshelf. They're compiling all their articles every month for like a monthly e-zine. I volunteered to create a puzzle every month for that. So I'm really excited. It's a, just another outlet 
for my word puzzling. So what does the whole geek stuff do for you personally? I really like board gaming. I feel like it it provides like a tactile sensation in a digital world, you know, and you're actually interacting with people like in close quarters and making decisions and like actually physically touching the components. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And not just like swiping something. And bing bong bonging and all that. Yeah. Yeah. And so for me, it's very relaxing. I never win um, board games, uh, (laughs) but I like to play. And then, you know, I mean, Star Trek and things like that. I mean, they provide an opportunity for an escapism that's really needed in our really increasingly polarized society. What were you like as a kid? Were you into games when you were a kid? Yeah. So I always really, really wanted to play Dungeons and Dragons. But I grew up in the late 80s, early 90s, where that was considered like, you know, it was the satanic panic era, they say. So it was like I had to like hide my rule books and stuff like that because my parents were like, you'll go on a murder spree, (laughs) you know. They just did not get it at all. I had the rule books and the guides and stuff. I knew all the rules, but I like could not actually play. I didn't have actual friends to play with. And um, why didn't you have friends? Just because you were like isolated or something? Well, no. I mean, I was nerdy. You know, I was mm-hmm. a really self-conscious kid and stuff like that. You know, it just wasn't the huge thing that it is now. It was hard. I ended up like reading all the novels mm-hmm. set in the Dungeons and Dragons universe, reading all the comic books and stuff like that. And I knew all the rules and stuff, but I never actually played. I didn't even play D&D like for real until I was well into my 30s. Oh, really? Um, yes. You kind of found your tribe who would play with you. <laughs> exactly. And yeah. I found that there's a lot, a lot of people who had that kind of experience or a lot of people who just always been kind of curious and wanted to play and stuff. Now it's a good time. It's like a really easy time to enter into Dungeons and Dragons. The current edition is really easy to understand. So were your parents like all strict and stuff, or were they just yeah, kinda... they were very religious. <laughs> you know, it was just always like I mean, they obviously they really cared about me and still do, and and I love my parents very much. But just in those days, it was just like everything, right? Oh, uh, you can't watch that show because um, Satan, because Satan, yeah, <laughs> you know, or like just everything, like music and stuff. It was like. People were at that time looking for something in everything that would make it evil or bad or whatever. That was a hard time to grow up, uh, to be honest with you. You know, I mean, I think that nowadays it's a lot more liberating for kids. Kids are allowed to be kids and people aren't threatened by every single little thing. So it was interesting. I just saw this thing on Generations. What are you? You're a millennial, right? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I'm mean, technically, yeah. I mean, I guess I'm a Gen Xer. Yeah, I'm a Gen know? Xer too. So, yeah. like, when but we, like right on the tail end. So. Yeah, I was, well, I'm a little bit older than like a couple years older than you, just mm-hmm. a couple years. Just a couple. Yeah. But it was like we didn't have the same childhood some uh-huh. millennials had. It was more like by yourself and no yeah <laughs> but also right? everything's bad and don't listen yeah. to prince and <laughs> yeah i mean I'm, but also could... there's prince yeah <laughs> yeah i mean yeah we could like talk about that forever right and i feel like things like sexual health right they tell you that like these very integral feelings and emotions are that are like part of you as a human being are somehow bad right right and and that that's very repressive i think that's just, you know that can be just as damaging to a child as any other kind of you yeah, see the only thing i remember from sex is class a couple pictures of stds like <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is a penis with gangrene on it like oh well well stay away from that don't let it happen to you yeah 
Seriously. Yes. So it's a much better time. And I think maybe that also has something to do with kind of the floodgates of geek culture that have opened with the Marvel expanded mm-hmm. universe and Star Wars and every, and D&D and just everything else. It's just more accepted in general. Like it's just a better time to be into that kind of stuff. And what's interesting too is like it's not kids. A yeah. lot of it is people our age or younger, a little, a little bit older too, who are into this retro video games and sure. retro everything, like all these throwback characters from Marvel, like you said. It's, it's interesting. What do you think that yeah. means? Well, you know, I used to kind of struggle with that. Oh, am I some kind of Peter Pan man child because I love D&D? Or in my case, I like really like you know, just like medieval fantasy in general, unicorns and fairies and things like that. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, you know, maybe that's some kind of arrested development or something for me where I should have grown. But then I thought about it. And at the hospital, when I w- used to take care of old people, like like you said, I take care of babies now, but I used to take care of old people. I would find they would sit around and watch like Westerns all the time. Right. And I'm just like, oh, well, that's what you were into when you were a kid. Or, right. Or people who are into football, right? Like, you don't go tell 300-pound uh, Bengals fan or whatever that he's just a man-child because he likes <laughs> football, right? So yeah. it's, to me, it's just the same as any of that stuff. It's what you grew up with, right? So that's where you go back. That's your comfort zone. I wonder what these kids now are going to be into. Like the, <laughs> Not these ones, these young ones. Like the, I'm talking like 12 and yeah. 9. I don't know what they're about. They look at YouTube a lot. I know that. They sure do. And it's just amazing. Like One thing I found is that I cannot be trusted to assume what other people like. (laughs) You know what I mean? And I would just never guess that people would be like watching YouTube videos of other people playing video games or whatever, you know? Or like it was like another podcast I was listening to where they were talking about how they like to um, hear other people talk about how they went to sleep. (laughs) <laughs> like the girl yeah. was talking about how she was really into hearing how people settled in for the night they would take mm. off their makeup and they would do this and that and she'd be like really into watching these videos sure so unusual so y- weird you know i mean i watch like i find that there's certain kinds of youtube video content that is really relaxing watching somebody who's really good at doing something watching them do it is amazing i like to watch videos of super nerd here i like to watch videos of people painting miniatures (laughs) yeah role-playing role-playing game miniatures and it's just like oh he's putting on the base coat you know i feel (laughs) i feel my eyes getting heavy oh he's dry brushing or she (laughs) jenner my wife she likes to watch makeup tutorials Mm -hmm. before bed and that's just what helps her unwind some people wear makeup <laughs> she doesn't wear a lot of does she wear a lot not of, all the time i mean know? on special occasions but it's just something about like just watching somebody do something they're good at you ever watch videos of people do calligraphy how smooth and it's like oh wow they're so good at it and then it also is really relaxing and just puts you to sleep you know? i like to watch hair videos of black girls with hair and i never know how to do it uh-huh. <laughs> even at the one i try and i fail and i also like pimple popping videos oh god <laughs> Yeah. Get all out of there. Man, at the Mm. hospital on break, the girls I work with, they be watching that, the Dr. Pimple Popper Uh on lunch break. And I'm just like, dude, man, must you watch this? (laughs) (laughs) We've just been watching all kinds of horrible things out there on the floor. And you want to come in on break and watch, I don't know. It's gross. But yeah. Speaking of which, like you got into the nursing thing a little unusual too, right? Sure. Yeah. So that was late in life also, you know. I mean, I was 33 before I decided to go back to school. I went to Sinclair. I decided, like, I already owed $40,000 to Wright State for a history degree that I never finished in my 20s. Yeah, so I was like, 
<laughs> well, I need to go back to school, but I sure as hell don't want to incur any more debt. I decided to get a job at the hospital where I worked in the kitchen, passing trays, and then just to get financial assistance to pay for me to go to school. So why'd you choose nursing? <laughs> it's so funny. So first I was going to be a vet tech, right? And then I realized that they don't really make that much money. And then I was like, oh, I, I should be a dental hygienist because they make a lot of money. But there are like literally no male dental hygienists. It's just which doesn't really bother me. I mean, I've always taken jobs that are considered women's work or whatever. I mean, 10 percent yeah. of nursing staff is male. But the, the specialty that I went into, which was NICU, I was the first male nurse in the Miami Valley NICU in seven years. Get out of here. Yeah. So it was that was a big change for the unit. You know, it's 150 nurses on the unit. It was a big change for everybody. Did it they was, like bully you, make you? <laughs> <laughs> no, everybody was very welcoming. But I did feel like, oh, man, do I belong here? I didn't want to be like meddlesome. I didn't want to like mess up the thing that they had going. But I really also really wanted to take care of babies. That was what I wanted to do. And it was either that or like not be a nurse, <laughs> you know. But I grew up with a baby sister. You know, my sister's 10 years younger than me and just always loved babies. Oh. Yeah. So I got into nursing because I just was looking at programs in the Sinclair course catalog. And I was like cross-referencing that with the Bureau of Labor Statistics website on like average salaries. And I'm like, well, I can get a degree at Sinclair in nursing and that's the highest paying thing that they offer. So I kind of like just stumbled upon it. I basically chose out of a hat. I remember telling Jenner, no matter what I do, I'm going to hate my job. I might as well be getting paid a living wage. What I was surprised to find was how much I actually enjoyed it and how much meaning it brought to my life to be able to do something so worthwhile. Wow. What do people, did anybody kind of persuade you or from being a nurse or tease you at all? Or no, no, no not like at all, really. Male nurse. Yeah, like so I'm very fortunate that this is a time where diversity and inclusivity is super important to the hospital culture and the you know broader culture as a whole. So people were like all about the fact that I wanted to be a nurse. You know, they're like, oh, you know, we need more guys in nursing. The thing that really is obnoxious and annoying to me is that I almost wish that people would just like, shut up about the fact mm -hmm. that I'm a guy, right? How does it feel? And I'm sure it probably happens to you where people are like, oh, that's so nice that you represent all black people in the right. media. Right. Right. Isn't uh -huh. that annoying? People are just like, oh, it's so nice to have a, a, a male nurse. And I'm just like, you mean, yeah. you mean a nurse? I, I hate being called a male nurse. Like just, I'm just a nurse. You know, I'm pr very proud to be a nurse. And to me, there's nothing inherently feminine about what we do. I'm, I'm a first responder. When there's a high-risk delivery and something is not happening, they push a button that makes like a bat signal go off and I go running. Like to me, it's awesome. Right. It's brave and heroic. And not that that's not what women are, right. but that's not what we commonly think of as feminine qualities or whatever. I heard this thing about, I don't know if it's Florence Nightingale or somebody like that. Sure. Where it wasn't thought of as a female profession until she started recruiting women into it mm -hmm. following a war. Gotcha. I'm going to check and see which one it was, and I'll tell people at the end if I'm wrong. <laughs> Talking <laughs> yeah. about trivia, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it became like this female career all of a sudden based on what she did in history. Yeah, yeah. And don't get me wrong. People commonly you know, think caring and nurturing are traits that are 
somehow womanly. And that's definitely something that I appreciate and admire about the women that I know in my personal experience. And those are qualities that I hope that I embody in not just my job, but my day-to-day life. And that's something that I aspire to be more like. I, I love my job. I mean, it gives me the opportunity to do that. That's awesome. Everybody should have something they love that they get to do, for yeah. sure. Yeah. We got one big event coming up. Of course, the Geek Gala. So this will be our third year doing the Geek Gala. It is a costume dance party where all the money goes to Dayton children. So all the people can bring their geek flag and freak flag out and Absolutely. Let wave. Yep. So we have a huge costume contest. I mean, the caliber of cosplay on display at Geek Gala is second to none. It is top notch. Um, we have like a humongous raffle where we raffle off tons of prizes that are donated by all the local geek shops around here, comic shops and stuff. We're very, very fortunate in the Miami Valley. We have more comic book and gaming stores in this area per capita than probably anywhere else in the country. I mean, it's ridiculous. So we have all these comic shops and and gaming stores. And then we also have lots of independent game designers and creators and publishing companies right here in the Miami Valley. And many of them really want to give back to the communities. We're fortunate to have lots of people who are shops and stuff who donate to our raffle. And this year we're sponsored by Gaming Adventures. Gaming Adventures is a full-scale arcade in Inglewood. It's kind of like tucked away in Inglewood, Ohio in a little strip mall, but it, I mean it's amazing. They have 11,000 square feet of Wow. Yeah, it's huge. Um so it's like a full arcade. They have like a full console room where you can just Are like Are you serious? Yeah. I've never heard of this before. Yeah. They have every like console imaginable that you can play. It's also a huge retail store. So they have like video games, board games, D&D supplies, miniature painting supplies. They sell all that stuff there. And they have like hundreds and hundreds of used video games, right? So if you go and you're playing in the console room, you can go grab any game that they have back there and play it. And then they also have like a humongous full-scale Magic the Gathering Pokemon style tournament table set up there. So it's just like a full gaming stop. I mean, it's, I didn't even know it was there until recently and I stopped wow. down. It's badass. But anyway, they, um, so they're one of our sponsors this year. So they're bringing in a bunch of arcade cabinets into blind bobs. They're going to be there to play at the geek gala on June 8th, but they're also just going to be there for the week and any quarter, some of the games will be on coin op mode and others will be free play. So you can just play them for free. But if you play the coin op ones, all the quarters that go in that machine during the time that it's at Bob's will all go towards us meeting our goal for awesome. Geek Gala. We're trying to raise $4,000 for Dayton Children's this year. Every year our goal goes up. So like the first year was $2,000 and we smashed that goal. So then last year our goal was 3000 and made almost 3500 So I'm like, oh God, let's go for four grand let's this year. Let's do it, baby. Let's do so it. So it's going to be hard though. I mean, that, that ain't no chump change. That's going to be really challenging. So we're trying to think of new and interesting ways to get people to come to the event and engage and spend money, uh, donate money to the cause. And then we also have another another sponsor this year. This is the first year we've had sponsors for the event. But our other sponsor is Epic Loots Gaming and Comics in Centerville. It's a really cool shop that has like hundreds and hundreds of games for sale. They have a huge gaming library. You can just go and sit there and play games. They have free events all the time for people to come and game. And they're very kindly donating some prizes to our raffle and costume contest. So Sounds yeah. awesome. Well, it's hey, a great time. Well, thanks for coming in here, Joshua. I appreciate uh, it. I'm, so, I'm just tickled to be here. Thank you for having me on. It's always a pleasure to see you.
Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and we done done it. That was so fun. That oh was my God. fun. Love it. You did a good job, man. I seriously hope you enjoyed this episode with Josh Lumpkin just as much as I did. You can catch him on Tuesdays at Blind Bob's for the best trivia ever. You can also read his articles on geek culture in the Miami Valley on Dayton.com, where you can also find out more about Geek Gala planned for June 8th at Blind Bob's. This year's theme is Geeks in Space. The What Happened Was podcast is a product of Dayton.com, sponsored by Cox Digital Marketing. The show is written, edited, and produced by Amelia Robinson. That's me! And I did it right here in the WHIO Radio Studios. The show's fantastic artwork is by my ace in the hole, Troy Liming of TL Creates of Columbus. Until next time, let that geek flag fly. Bye-bye, alligators! <laughs>